Is there a legitimate contemporary Melchizedek priesthood? Talk about that next on Polygamy. What love is this? Now we post all of our segments of all of our programs on several internet-based audio and uh, video venues. Sometimes we receive remarks from viewers who either agree or disagree with our content and purpose, and we appreciate, of course, hearing from our viewers and want to thank those who take the time to communicate with us. We recently had a conversation with someone who disagreed oh, with <laughs> our doctrinal program programming. And if you've ever had or ever done this sort of thing, you know that it's very difficult to have a discussion uh, as we attempt to flush out deep Mormon indoctrination yeah. on certain issues. And this is one of them. Our viewer was trying to explain how important the Melchizedek priesthood is to Mormonism and to religion. Now, the polygamists have Melchizedek priesthood as well as that's, the Mormons. That's true. Finally, after a few back and forth emails, I told our viewer that instead of the conversation that we were having, we'd devote an entire program oh. to explain the biblical teaching of the Melchizedek priesthood. So we're going to take a little, uh, a little trail <laughs> off of this sexual <laughs> abuse of polygamy issue and talk about the, both the Mormon and the polygamy doctrine of the Melchizedek priesthood. We're going to read what he wrote and then our comments, hoping that he and others will seek to know the biblical teaching of Melchizedek and that it will make a positive difference in his and hopefully others' viewpoints. The polygamy groups, as well as the LDS Church, do practice priestcrafts using the Mel name of Melchizedek to do it. Now, we've kept most of his grammar, <laughs> spelling, and sentence structure as he wrote them, but have changed some for necessary <laughs> clarity. I noticed. <laughs> Aaron, from July of 2026 of, of 2022, sorry. I tend to think you are wrong on quite a few facts, as you call them. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I've heard all these kinds of lies before, not from the church, but from you and others like you, although you may be just regurgitating what you've learned from other sources. Jesus Christ said in Revelation 3, 15 and 16, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot, and I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I will remain true to my faith, and by the grace of God I will be saved through the atonement of Jesus Christ through obedience and keeping the commandments and in keeping true to the ordinances of the gospel. I keep my end of the requirements to be found worthy of all the blessings God has promised, which is eternal life and all that he has. I am curious, though, do you understand what the priesthood is or what baptism is or what sealings are such as those performed by true prophets like Elijah? Do you understand the importance of these things? If you do, then can you tell me where to turn for these principles and ordinances, if anywhere other than the Church of Jesus Christ? For without these things, then, salvation is lost to you and me, if we are to you and me, if we are wrong, because Jesus Christ said that these things are important. 
Okay, it, Jesus did not say these things are important <laughs> at all. No. We'll start off with that. But And also oh, mention the fact we do not regurgitate what somebody else has told us with our quotes. And you can go back to our first shows Everyone with our quotes. We always are careful to provide the references that we quote them from. The book of Hebrews in the Bible explains that the Old Testament Levitical priesthood has been fulfilled and has passed away. It's no longer valid. That Jesus alone is our prophet, priest, and king. Keeping commandments will never save a soul. In fact, no one can keep the commandments. Salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus alone. Now, the only thing that's important for salvation is Jesus Christ and Him crucified in resurrection. Resurrected. Jesus alone is Savior. Nothing and no one else can be added to him, not even Melchizedek. And he alone holds a legitimate priesthood in the order of Melchizedek, not a Melchizedek priesthood. Aaron responded like this. And you wrote to him this, uh-huh. this information. Mm-hmm. He responded like this. Mm-hmm. Well, this is fundamentally wrong. It says right there in the scriptures that the Melchizedek priesthood is forever. Psalms 110.4, Jesus Christ did indeed have the higher priesthood like Melchizedek. He gave it to the twelve apostles before they died to build up his church and to cast out devils and to seal on earth so that it would so it would be sealed in heaven or to be loosed on earth so as to be loosed in heaven. Matthew chapter 28 talks about Jesus having all power and how he gives that authority to the apostles to teach, baptize for the purpose of building up the church and also that they were to explain the commandment and how to observe them with that authority. The power of the higher priesthood was taken from the Israelites, and they were left with a lesser priesthood, which was the Aaronic priesthood. God gave Jesus the power in the beginning so Jesus could give authority to the apostles to use that power. In Genesis 14, 18 through 20, Melchizedek was called a priest of the Most High God, just like Jesus. Otherwise, why would Abraham go to him to pay tithes? Hebrews 7, 1 through 3, it is a priesthood without beginning or end. If the priesthood has no end, where is it now? Jesus surely would give the authority to use his power to man nowadays, just like he did in the past. If he is an unchanging God, why would Jesus be doing with it? What would Jesus be doing with it now, if not using it here on earth, just like he did in the past? Okay. Wow. Yeah, it was a big wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's no biblical event uh, in the Bible where God took the higher priesthood from Israel. The polygamists taught that same thing. Um, Because because they were wicked, they weren't given the Melchizedek priesthood. That's what they claim, but it's not there in the Bible. Anywhere does it say that. And I also explained to him that Psalm 110 does not say the Melchizedek priesthood is forever. It does say that Jesus would be a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Here's the psalm. Psalms 110.4. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Notice it doesn't say there's a Melchizedek priesthood. No. And that it is um, uh, Jesus himself is the priest forever. There was only one Melchizedek priest. There was only one. And there's no Melchizedek priesthood. 
Now, this Psalm 110 is a record of a conversation between God the Father and God the Son. Verse 4 says that Jesus is, present tense, thou art, that's present tense, a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. It does not say there is a Melchizedek priesthood or that it would last forever. Nor does it say that it will be passed on to others. others. Now, chapters 6 and 7 of Hebrews explains that Jesus is priest in the similitude of Melchizedek. He is superior to the priesthood of Aaron. Uh, chapters 7 in Hebrews explains that Jesus' priestly office is eternal. Okay? Now, the Greek word, the original language from which Hebrew is translated, uses the word here that defines this priestly office as being unchangeable, nor can it be transferred to someone else. Hebrews 7.26 describes this priest as exalted and sinless, something no Mormon or polygamist will ever be able to claim. Only Jesus can claim that. So, Jesus Christ alone fulfills the office of a priest in the similitude of Melchizedek. Now, contrary to our viewers' comments, there is no indication in all of the Bible that any of Jesus' disciples or anyone else was given or otherwise possessed a Melchizedek priesthood. It's not there. No. You won't find it. There's no general order called the Melchizedek priesthood, as our, as our viewer claims, Mormonism claims. Jesus alone is high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Aaronic priesthood is gone, according to Hebrews chapter 8. There are no instructions anywhere in the Bible to ordain Melchizedek priests or to maintain the Old Testament priesthood of Aaron. It's not there. They read their own doctrine into the text to make it say something it does not say. Aaron answered like this. <laughs> Please take the time to read the scriptures that I have added in this text for more clarification of the truth. Now, that really bothered me because it's exactly what they do. They add their own text, their own ideas to text, to the text, biblical text, to clarify a Mormon doctrine that's not biblical. <laughs> he goes on to say... to argue with that, isn't it? <laughs> it? It is. Well, you can't. That's why I quit and said we'll do a show on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He, he also said... Um, the next quote, Jesus okay. is indeed the... Jesus is indeed the head of the holy order of the Son of God or the Melchizedek priesthood. Just as the Father gave the power to Jesus by anointing him, Jesus gave the authority to the apostles through anointing them to use the power through the same priesthood, Acts 1 and 8. The priesthood that the apostles were given was obviously the higher priesthood since they were instructed to cast out devils and perform the ordinance of a spiritual matter. Now, Acts 1.8 does not say anything about giving the Melchizedek priesthood to anyone. And we challenge our doubtful viewers, by the way, to show us one place in the entire Bible where it explains what he said, that there's a holy order of the Son of God or a Melchizedek priesthood. Now, show us from the Bible where Jesus, in giving his disciples the power to cast out demons, is equivalent to anointing them with the Melchizedek priesthood. 
See, he's saying things that just isn't there. And he goes on and on about different scriptures that support his position that a special priesthood is needed to baptize with water or to baptize with fire. None of them, however, are supported by or explained in the Bible. In fact, none of the explanations is supported by the Bible. None that he gives at all are. They're just added to and, 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 and uh, embellished upon. He said um, in one of his emails to me that the high priesthood could not be born into, but could only be had by oath. Mm. And he's referencing Hebrews 7.20, which he completely disregards the context uh, of the verse. But Melchizedek was not a priesthood. Melchizedek was a priest. He was not a priesthood. It doesn't ever say in the Bible it was a priesthood. Genesis 14.18 is the first mention of the priest Melchizedek. It says he was priest of God Most High. It does not say he was high priest. I think that's very important. It is significant. Very significant. The only high priest was in the Aaronic, the Levitical that's priesthood, right. the only That's high right. priest. Yeah. Um, and that was born into, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, uh, when God gave instructions for the Levitical priesthood and all of the work that the Levites and right. the sons of Aaron would do um, in the temple service. It was only Aaron or Aaron's sons who could serve as high priest in the Levitical priesthood. So our view is wrong when he said the high priesthood could not be born into because God commanded that only Aaron or a direct lineage from Aaron's son could legitimately serve as a high priest. So there's some confusion there yeah, in, in his understanding. <laughs> in, yeah, in the Melchizedek and the Aaronic priesthood there. Um, and there are only three places in the Bible, actually, where Melchizedek is discussed. Once in Genesis once in Psalm 110 and the book of Hebrews. And none of those passages refer to Melchizedek as a high priest, ever. Hmm. Only that he was priest of the God Most High. And that's important. Our viewer continued with these statements. Remember that we're using his spelling and grammar. <laughs> there are two baptisms, one of water, done by the Aaronic priesthood, which John the Baptist was born into, the high priesthood could not be born into. It could only be had with an oath, Hebrews 7.20, and one baptism of fire. And both baptisms had to be done in order for the baptisms could be considered completed, and the person that was baptized can expect all the blessings promised. And only those that were given this higher priesthood were allowed to give it to another. If you have ever been given this priesthood, then you could not give it. If you have never been given this priesthood, then you could not give it. Unless given the priesthood, you could not give the gift of the Holy Ghost because you could not baptize by fire through the laying on of hands. Unless the priesthood is on the earth and held by someone Jesus gave it to, then no one, can, no one now can receive the priesthood unless Jesus himself came to do the work we all need to be done. Now, this man is terribly confused. And he's probably just been indoctrinated, rep repeating everything that the, the so. Mormon has taught. Uh, and the, the polygamists, of course, go deeper into the Melchizedek priesthood mm. with the polygamy power to, you yeah. know, to bring legitimate polygamy into their <laughs> marriages and so on. But it, it, it seems impossible to make sense of everything that he has said when you know the Bible. Only Jesus can baptize by fire, 
which is a euthanism of being refined and made holy by the Holy Spirit, as we read in Zechariah chapter 13, verse 9. Only God gives the gift of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. The Bible never says that only a high priest gives the Holy Spirit or that laying on of hands transfers the Melchizedek priesthood to anyone. See, he's put a lot of power into man. Yeah. The power that only God can do, only God right. does. The Bible has told us that only Jesus holds a priesthood that's in the order of Melchizedek and that it cannot be passed on to others. That right there decimates his argument because yeah, it, it cannot be passed on to others. It is non-transferable, and that ends the discussion right there, that fact alone. There was only one priest whose name was Melchizedek. He was a type of a priest that is now held by Jesus, who is alive and will be alive forevermore, which is one of the requirements to hold a priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. We quote from Hebrews 7. Yeah, verses 15 and 16. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest not on the basis of a legal requirement, concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. Now, notice that verse says a priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, yeah. not in a Melchizedek priesthood. Right. They're talking about the man here, not the office. And, and then when it talks about the office of being priest, he can only be priest by the power of an indestructible life. Yeah. It says so right there. And there's not a single person on this planet who has an indestructible life. Therefore, the priesthood they claim to have cannot be valid. And Jesus has bestowed upon all genuine, authentic believers the royal priesthood, which is held by male and female believers alike. Mm -hmm. We quote from 1 Peter. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Now he's talking to those who have been born again. Yes. Uh -huh. and John, and Jesus said in John chapter 3, you cannot see or enter into the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. Peter is talking, writing to Christians who... Uh, have been born again and saying we have the royal priesthood. It's called the royal priesthood because we serve the king of all kings. We don't rely upon human power, but on the power of God alone. And biblical priesthood is merely talking to people about God and talking to God about people. That's it. Nothing more. There's no great under undergirding power here that that uh, certain people, only certain people can hold. Our viewer continues with his comments. So why therefore do you fight against the Church of Christ? Why not be an ally and save your soul and not condemn yourself to an everlasting misery because of your leading souls astray with your works, your pride, and your false prophecies? I say your pride because of the learning which you have got. Therefore, you think to consider yourself an authority. Authority can only be had through the priesthood, which Jesus Christ giveth to man to share in the work of the salvation of souls, men. 
through keeping the principle of the gospel and performing the ordinances of the gospel. So here he's added all this obedience here, which yeah. is not in any of the salvation text uh, in order to get salvation or save our souls. So uh, this, this like, he liked to throw around scriptures, but he forgot to read Colossians, yeah. where we are told that the ordinances that he refers to and all religious law have been nailed to the cross, we quote. Yeah, this is a very impactful scripture for me. It is, yes. Early on, I mean. Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So the ordinances that is against us, he's talking about laws we can't keep. Yeah, Religious laws impossible for a human being, a mere human being, to, to keep. Therefore, we are damned because we cannot keep the laws and ordinances they claim we have to keep. Yeah. It's impossible. So he proceeds to pass judgment against us because of what we are doing with these programs. Why would you tear down what God has built up unless you serve some other master? In which case, I could understand why you do and continue to do. The devil does, ha does have the power to persuade even the elect. Consider yourself warned. Your blood cannot cry up from the ground against me in the end for not warning you. Repent, repent, repent. The atonement is the free gift that Jesus Christ has given through the mercy and sacrifice he did for us, we can be forgiven and fulfill our true potential and receive all the Father has for us with Christ. And by the way, we both have done that repentance, <laughs> a repentance that the Bible calls for by committing, by, uh, committing our souls to Jesus who alone died for our sins, who paid the price, the cost for our eternal life when he died on the cross. And... And so we don't need to worry about that because we have actually experienced that several years ago. And then he says that the devil is using us uh, to, 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 in these programs to say things that aren't true. But we only use the Bible for our spiritual references. The Bible was authored by God, not by the devil. So we're not using the devil's power in presenting God's word as he charges us. Now, we can receive, anyone watching the program can receive the free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord, just as we have done. It's a free gift. It is not based upon any ordinances or laws that you keep. It's only by grace through faith in Jesus alone for salvation. And if you depend upon the Melchizedek priesthood or any other priesthood or religious power or polygamy or Mormonism or Joseph Smith's teachings or your own good works or anything else, you are depending on something that isn't the Savior to be your Savior. Such a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Aaron said this. Read Mark 3. It shows that Jesus chose and ordained 12 to carry the power to heal the sick and cast out devils. The New Testament in the Bible also shows that the apostles did this work after Jesus had ascended to heaven. So that authority the apostles received did not just stop going with them, but continued and does to this day without end. Because the priesthood is without end, and Jesus never took it from those men, Jesus, the apostles, the prophets, and whoever they gave the, the, that power to can have that priesthood forever without end, for no man can stop the kingdom of God on earth. 
And again, this is filled with error, certainly not backed by biblical teaching. He repeated what we've already discussed. The power to heal and cast out demons is not relegated to Melchizedek priesthood holders. That idea is nowhere in the biblical text. In Matthew 28, just prior to his ascension, this is what Jesus said. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." So anyone who's a true, genuine follower of the true biblical Jesus is his disciple, even to this very day. And Jesus gave his disciples his authority, yes. not just certain people. <laughs> and it doesn't say priesthood. The word priesthood is not there. Um, <clears throat> and as for the remark that no man can stop the kingdom of God on earth, he again doesn't know the scriptures that tells us this. Yeah, John 18, 36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Twice, <laughs> Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world. Therefore, how can the LDS church or the polygamy groups be the kingdom of God on earth? It can't be, and they're not. According to Hebrews, the book that clears up any confusion that priesthood authority, Jesus is the only person that fulfills the requirements to be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. He saves completely. He intercedes for his followers. He is sinless, never having committed a single sin himself. He is the final sacrifice for our sins. He guarantees the fulfillment of a better covenant. He sits at God's right hand. He dwells in heaven, not on earth. He has an indestructible life. He has no beginning and no end. And there's no one else in all of creation that can feel, fulfill those requirements. No one else can be a priest in the order of Melchizedek. That's what the Bible says. Now, we hope this clears up some confusion for our viewer or for others who, who about the invalid, the uncorruptible, unchanging, and untransferable priesthood that is in the order of Melchizedek, which Jesus Christ alone possesses. Quite fascinating. I hope that was clear. <laughs> it's clearer to me now, but I don't know that I would have believed it then. But Yeah, well, they won't believe I, I it unless... Tries. Unless they truly want the truth, they, yeah. they're not going to believe it. But there's someone out there who this will help, yeah. we hope and pray. We trust that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Earl. You bet. You know, the word priest in the Old Testament does not mean Melchizedek. The New Testament does not teach the Mormon idea of Melchizedek priesthood or priesthood power or priesthood authority. And no laying on of hands to receive priesthood or priesthood authority is taught. It just plain is not there and it cannot legitimately be read into the text. Jesus himself is the only high priest, the only priest in the order of Melchizedek. If men could be what Jesus is, if mere men can do what Jesus does, they don't need Jesus. And that's the problem with Mormonism.
But Christianity worships Jesus in his proper position. He is God over all. He is the only Savior and Redeemer. He is perfect and gives perfect gifts. He's not Lucifer's brother or our brother. He is creator, sustains his creation, and is our judge. Don't be deceived with false priesthood or false promises. As the Bible says about Jesus, Romans 9, 5, to the Jews belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.